Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chad Gonzalez, a podcast all about helping you connect with God so you can manifest God to the world. Now, here's your host, Pastor Chad Gonzalez. Hey friends, this is Chad Gonzalez. I want to welcome you to this episode of the Supernatural Life Podcast. It's our goal to help you connect with God so you can manifest God to your world. Hey, before we get started, I want to let you know about two events we have coming up. We are going to be ministering in Tahlequah, Oklahoma at Abundant Life Church, uh, March 3rd through the 6th. We're going to have five services, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night. We're going to have some powerful services there. We were actually there last year uh, with Pastor Jay Jones, great pastor there, great church, had some phenomenal miracles that happened. Uh, The one that really stands out to me was this woman that was deaf in both ears. It was certainly a demonic thing uh, that we picked up on, and she was instantly healed. And a uh, cool backstory with her, the pastor was telling me that she had actually come from California. She was in a cult there, and she had left California, moved to Texas, moved to the city of Waco so she could be a part of the cult with uh, David Koresh. And she was actually there, and he said that she escaped that compound just a few days before the FBI raided it. Really, really a neat story with that, but we had some wonderful miracles there, and we're going to be back there again that first week of March, and then if you live over on the East Coast in Virginia, we're going to be in Staunton, Virginia. We're going to be there for three services, uh, two on Sunday morning and one on Sunday night. Sunday night, we'll be having a healing service. I believe that Staunton is like two hours from Washington, D.C., so if you live in that area, come out and join us. We're going to experience and encounter God, go deeper and our understanding of our union with Christ, and as always, we're going to see some miracles. I don't believe that we should preach this gospel without proving it out, and so uh, we always have some fun. Hey, let's get into our topic for today. I want to talk about breaking barriers. You know, for me, I want to always be increasing. I don't want to be stagnant. I was looking at my journal that I keep. I've been keeping a journal for a couple of years I just take down my notes and my time with the Lord and when I'm studying and, uh, you know, just random thoughts I may get. I I keep those in that journal and date them. And I was looking back over the last year and and over the last two years and noticed some things that I'd written. And some of these things, they were new to me back then, and they're not so new to me today. But I was kind of of blown away that those things that I, I picked up and that were new to me a year and two years ago that were actually... Uh, new back then because it's become so commonplace to me but some of those things were some barriers that were, I was standing against and standing before and uh, because of the Holy Spirit and just revelation and and going through some things broke those barriers down and when I say barriers I'm talking about some impossibilities in your mind you know we we go against some things sometimes and instead of deciding to seek the Holy Spirit and renew our mind we have a tendency just to make some spiritual excuses and we just we put it off on God and and the probably the the worst thing you can do is to pull this whole sovereignty card and say well God's a big God and if he wants it to happen it'll happen well it ain't gonna work like that because you have to understand that God he set this thing up where uh, he's depending on us and we're depending on him now yes God is a big God He rules over everything. He doesn't need us at all. But he decided to set it up this way where he would be dependent on us for some things. 
you have to understand that you know if God's going to accomplish His will in your in your life and in your world, it's going to take your cooperation. If He's going to accomplish some things in the earth, it's going to take our cooperation as the church, as the body of Christ, to get the plan from Him, uh, and then work out that plan, to to be led by the Holy Spirit and believe God, use our faith, declare some things. God gave us a free will, and He's not going to supersede that. So there's a divine connection with us that we need each other. God needs our faith, and we need His ability. And because of that connection there, you can see it with two very familiar statements that Jesus made. In Matthew 19, 26, Jesus said this. He said, with God, all things are possible. So we know all things are possible with God, but then you need to connect it with what he said in Mark chapter 9 and verse 23. He said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. So you see that that, in one sense, puts us on that same level with God and that with God all things are possible, and yet uh, for the believer all things are possible. Well, the reason that for the believer all things are possible is because when we believe, then uh, we open up the door and we hook up with God that makes all things possible. So there's a connection there. Uh, we need each other. And Paul loses this in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 9. He said that we're co-laborers together with God. We're co-laborers together with with God. And so that's why if you're facing an impossibility, well, you need to realize that you are equipped to go past it because you have God on your side and you have God with you. So there's this thing about barriers. We need to go past these barriers. And I would encourage you uh, this year in 2019, find a barrier and break it. I mean, smash that sucker, break that thing and go past it. And the reason it's important is because there's things that God has in store for you. There's things that, that God needs you to accomplish. But in, in order for you to accomplish it, you've got to get past this initial barrier here. I know for me in the area of healing, there's been quite a few barriers that I've broken over the years for me personally. I remember the first time that I ministered to a blind woman. Uh, that was, in my mind, that was kind of a barrier. And... Uh, praise God. I mean, that first lady that was blind, she was instantly healed. I, I distinctly remember that. That was the very first weekend of November in 2006. I remember this elderly woman came up. She was blind in both eyes. I remember she walked up to me, and, and we were ministering to people at the end. And I said, well, what can I do for you, ma'am? She said, well, I can't see. I said, well, what do you mean you can't see? And she said, I can't see. Well, I, I was hoping she wasn't going to say she was blind. I thought maybe nearsighted or something. I said, well, what do you mean you can't see? She said, I can't see you. I'm blind. And I ain't going to lie. I mean, in my mind, I kind of jumped back. But I remembered a story that Brother Hagen had told, and, and it encouraged me, inspired me. It was the Holy Spirit bringing that back to my remembrance. And it inspired me, and I was able to get my mind back where it needed to be. We laid hands on her. I asked her what she could see, and she said, well, she said, I can see kind of some outlines, but it's really blurry, and it's, it's all kind of black and white. Well, the fact that she was seeing something, that got me excited, so we laid hands on her again. I said, what can you see? And she said, well, I can see it a lot better. Uh, I can see the colors, and she said, but things are just still a little bit blurry. So we laid hands on her a third time, and I told her about it. I mean, you talk about inspired and full of faith by that point. 
I knew she was walking out of there seeing. And we laid hands on her the third time. I said, what can you see? And she began to describe all the details in my, I had a tie on that morning, describing the details of my tie and my shirt. I took off running around that little auditorium. I was so excited. We began to shout and praise God that morning. I'll tell you what. But that was a barrier for me. And so now, once I got past that initial, uh, initial one, that first one, well, it's not that big of a deal to me now when people come up. I remember the same thing with deaf ears and the same thing with short legs and arms. I remember the very first time I had a short leg, and it was at a healing conference we were doing in College Station, Texas. And thank God, God's merciful and so gracious. The services were on Friday and Saturday night, and on Thursday night he told me there was going to be someone there with a short leg. I'd never dealt with before. It's something I was wanting to see. And so when he told me that, I went online. Thank God for, for videos online and YouTube. I found some videos on YouTube of, of Kenneth Hagin uh, back in the late 60s, early 70s, where he had dealt with several short limbs, and they grew out right there in place. And he had actually brought a doctor up there to confirm it and, and check things out. And so that inspired me. And I'm thankful that, you know, for Kenneth Hagin and for others like him, they broke some of those barriers because what it did was it allowed me to see that and say, hey, this really is possible. And, of course, the very next night, this lady comes up at the very end and has a short leg. I, and when she said it, I wasn't too surprised. And that thing grew out. And since then, I've lost track how many short legs and short arms have grown out uh, over the years. And it's just become very, very normal. It's one of those things that in my mind, I've already conquered it. Uh, I just fully expect it when they... We find out about it. I fully expect it to grow. I don't care if it's, you know, a half inch, inch, three inches, whatever. Uh, we've seen them grow and seen them, seen them do some wonderful things. And, but this is important that, you know, you not only need to break the barriers for yourself, uh, you also need to break them for other people because you don't realize how many people are depending on you that you've never met. Uh, people that are looking at you from a distance, listening to you from a distance. You know, history has shown us that when there's been barriers to be broken, so many times it was just a mental thing. And it took just one person to break that psychological barrier, so to speak, so that other people would see that it was possible. You know, one story is that of Chuck Yeager. You know, he was the guy who broke the sound barrier. I don't know if you've ever read his story. It's a phenomenal story. Uh, back in 1947, everybody uh, thought that it was impossible to break that sound barrier. And Chuck Yeager decided, you know what, we're going to do this thing. We're going to get past it. And so he ended up breaking it. And the interesting thing was is that after he broke the sound barrier, well, it became a normal thing. Everybody started breaking the sound barrier. It was the same thing with the four-minute mile. For so long, all the experts, all the scientists, the medical people, the, all the experts... They said it's impossible for a human being to run a mile in under four minutes. Well, in 1954, Roger Bannister, he was a medical student in the UK, he decided enough was enough. We're going to break this thing. And so May 6, 1954, he ran a mile in three minutes and 59.4 seconds. And the crowd went wild, and it was this huge barrier that had been broken, uh, not only in the athletic world, but also mentally, in the medical world. And you know what was interesting is that the record didn't last long. Several other runners, they broke his record in weeks and months that followed. But Bannister, he got through that psychological barrier. And when he did, it benefited others. 
And it's very, very similar to how breakthroughs happens in the kingdom of God. It takes you and I breaking some barriers. Paul talks about our mind because that's where the barrier has to be broken. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, he said, Don't be conformed to this world. Or you could say, I like to say it like this, Don't be conformed to the impossibilities of this world, but be conformed to be transformed to the, to the possibilities of heaven. Be conformed to transform to the realities of heaven. And that's not adding to or taking away anything, because Paul says this in Colossians 3, uh, 1 through 3, he says, Set your mind on the realities of heaven. He said, For you have died, and your life is now hidden with Christ. See, you and I, we have to spend time with the Father so that we can get His plan, we can see from His perspective, and do exactly like Jesus did. We talked about this last episode of face-to-face with God and that Jesus said, I only say what I hear the Father say and only do what I see the Father do. There should be some seeing and hearing in our fellowship and relationship with God. It's not only important for your fellowship, but it's also important for the plan of God for your life and for heaven to be made manifest on this earth. You know, that was Jesus' prayer. He said, Father, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, how is that going to come to pass? Well, we have to realize the realities of heaven. We have to see it and we manifest it. And the way this thing is, you know, just like Revelation is progressive, well, you could say these barriers are progressive because once you break down one barrier, well, there's always going to be another. And what you do is you don't run up to the barrier, look at it, and then sit down and just, you know, start crying and making excuses about it and live there. No. We break that barrier. And then we go up to the next one and we break that barrier and go to the next one. Why? Because increase is not optional for you and I. It's not. Being stagnant is not optional for you and I. I was talking about this last week with our church. We were talking about some of our core foundational beliefs. And one of those is increase is not optional. You'll find that with God, that is a reality. The increase is not optional. He wants you to increase. Jesus, when he was talking about the story of the parable of the talents, what did he say to the person who didn't increase their talents? He said, that dude is wicked and he is evil. He's good for nothing. Why? Because Jesus needs you to increase. What did he do with the two guys that increased? He gave them more. You know, in John 15, it says that God, he's glorified, he's honored when we produce much fruit. God is all about fruit. He's all about increase. And you and I, we have to increase. We have to go after what the world says is impossible. And unfortunately, what most of the church says is impossible. Because the reality is, is that what impossibilities reveal, what they reveal is truly what's reality to you. Impossibilities reveal what is reality to you. And so that's why it's important we do a very, very honest evaluation and analysis of ourselves and where we're at. Because if you reach a barrier and you draw back, well, essentially it's because you're aware of lack. You are more aware of the situation than you are of God. You're more aware of your abilities and your education and experiences and all the information of the experts than you are of God and his ability and his life on the inside of you. See, when you begin to see a barrier and begin to think about how am I going to get past that? Well, you're getting into the area of logic. And I found that logic never produces miracles. 
Because logic, it operates in the realm of time. And faith operates in the realm of eternity. Or you could say that logic operates in the realm of possible. And faith operates in the realm of the impossible. Well, that's where I want to be. I want to do some great things about God. How about you? I want to do some great things for God. Do some wonderful things for Him just to give Him honor and glory. But also, I know that in doing that, uh, it's going to help other people. So we are in the business of helping people. And for us to help people, we've got to go through and conquer some barriers in our minds and go past those things. Remember, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And that's why it's important that we get these miracles. You know, we, we, myself, we're always talking about miracles. The reason is that because miracles, they're windows into what's actually possible in the realm of heaven. And these miracles, when you open up that window and look, it's actually a teaching moment as to what's actually possible on the earth. See, if you can see that it's possible in heaven, then you know that it's possible on the earth. That's actually a good thought. I've never really thought about it that way. But instead of looking at what's possible on the earth, man, look at what's possible in heaven. And when you see what's possible in heaven, it tells you what's possible on the earth. That's really good. I'm actually, I'm actually writing this little note down right now. That's so good. Don't look at what's possible on the earth. Look at what's possible in heaven. Actually, if you think about it, isn't that what Jesus was doing? Yes, that's what he was doing. Uh, I just was reminded over there in John chapter 5, Jesus said this. He said, the Father is going to show me even greater things than these just so you can marvel. Man, that's so good. He says, he's going to show me greater things than these just so you can marvel. So Jesus was telling us that God was going to show him greater things in the supernatural realm, greater things in heaven so that it could be turned around and made manifest in the earth. So if, you're, if we're looking at impossibilities on the earth and we're fretting and we're wondering or we're making excuses, well, that's just your sign. You haven't been hanging out with God long enough. Or it's been a while since you've been hanging out with Him because if you're hanging out with Him, you'll be seeing like Him and you'll be thinking like Him. So remember, impossibilities on this earth, they reveal what is reality to you. Impossibilities reveal what is reality to you. If you draw back, it's because you're aware of lack. And so if you're drawing back, that means you need to spend some time with him and renew your mind, just like in Colossians chapter 3, that we set our mind on the realities of heaven. And in that way, uh, the more we do that, we can break some barriers because people are depending on us to break those things. Well, praise God. He is a good God, and we are going to increase Increase is not optional for the believer. We're going to go forward, and if we continue to do that, then at this point next year, you'll be able to look back. If you don't take a journal, I'd encourage you to do that. Uh, but you'll be able to look back next year and see how far you've progressed and how what was new to you this year is now very commonplace and normal for you next year. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this. This really blessed me. I got some good notes out of this. <laughs> but remember, in Christ we always win. God bless you. Have a great day, great month. We'll talk to you next time.